Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Welcome into the program. Happy Tuesday to you. And I uh, hope it's starting off well for you. See, look, it's spring outside already. Spring, spring is sprung. Uh, and, of course, one of the things that happens around this time of year uh, is th- this is the time of year where people start cleaning things out. This is, you know, the, the spring cleaning uh, term is is a real thing. And I don't know about you. I I don't really... I'm not a big cleaner anyway. Like, if you come to my house, there's going to be dust on something. There's going to be some stuff that is, you know, waiting to go out into the recycling. There's, there's, there's always going to be a little bit of clutter in my home, but I don't let anybody in my house. So it's, it's my own thing to deal with. But even this time of year, I start to think, you know, I've got to start cleaning stuff up and I've got to start making the making it a little bit more presentable. And I start thinking about what can I do to change things up a little bit. Maybe I move this piece of furniture over there. Maybe 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 I've uh spent enough time with the couch against this wall. Maybe it's time to try it against that wall. And I don't know what it is. What is it that makes us want to do that? You know, I, I understand like the whole nesting syndrome when a baby's coming where, like, moms want to make sure that they get everything exactly right. I get that, but why is it that in the spring we want to to look around and have this change? Maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe not everybody feels this way, but I'm looking around and thinking to myself, what would happen if I put the table over there, and I should really go get a piece of furniture that I can put in that corner? I mean, I've, I've got myself down to the bare minimum of stuff. I had too much stuff, so I got rid of all my stuff, and now I've got the bare minimum. Things that I wanted to keep but that I didn't use has gone into storage to get it out of the way. And I've got everything kind of bare bones. But I've also got, you know, a little bit of that feeling of I should I should decorate. I should have a look. I should maybe, I should call Paul Chase on or... I should do something. I, I don't know if I will 
go that far because he's going to make a lot of suggestions that I'm not going to carry out just because I'm lazy and cheap. But, I, you know, and one of the things I was thinking about doing is, is hanging up my Ouija boards. I have vintage Ouija boards from, you know, my, my earliest one is from 1909, but then I have a lot from the, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. And by the way, I will re- reiterate what I've said before. If you have one in your home and you don't want it anymore, you can drop it off at the station. I'll take it off your hands. I know some people don't like having them in the house, but they also don't want to throw them away because they're worried about if something will happen to them if they throw it away. If I don't, you know, if it's not something that I can hold on to, I can always pass it off to somebody else that collects them. But we are a wayward home for Ouija. So we're always willing to take those off your hands because, again, they're unfairly maligned, but people don't feel comfortable with them in their homes. But I'm just looking around thinking to myself, I've, I've got to make some changes. I've got to find some, some way to breathe new life into my space. So you might see, uh, you might see me go on a, a shopping spree at antique stores and yard sales, trying to find the the right stuff to fit into those spaces. And I was thinking about this because uh, Shawnine called in on, on, on Saturday night and was talking about how during Spooky South Coast and was talking about how, you know, she collects older stuff. And we were talking a few weeks ago about the Buzzards Bay Antique Center and the fact that they're, re- you know, pulling down the old drop ceiling and, and revealing the original tin ceiling of the uh, of the Buzzards Bay Hotel underneath it. And I had talked about wanting to get one of those Predicta TVs, the, 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 the flat, kind of flat-looking screen on a pedestal from the early 1950s. And the Buzzers Bay Antique Center has one. Uh, Dave sent me one on Facebook. They're like around $1,000, which is about uh, you know, $900 more than I had planned on spending on one. But I'm just looking around my, my space and thinking, well, that's, that's where the predicted TV could go. I already have old, you know, floor model console, floor console radios from the 1930s and 40s that I, you know, they're just, they don't work. They're just furniture. But I put all those in storage because I wasn't doing anything with them and they were just taking up space. Now I'm looking around thinking, well, now that it's spring... I think I want to bring those back and put it around. So that's, that's my mind's been all over the place the last few days trying to figure that out. But I'm sure some of you go through the same thing as well. Anyway, it's great to be back in the studio after yesterday, but I loved being at Yozakura Sushi. I always love being out on the road. I love being out there and getting to hang out in different places, getting to do the show from different places and getting to talk about different places. And if you have a favorite place that you would like to see get involved in that program, you can just have them email me and, uh, and we can try and set it all up. But there are still some Seize the Deals available if you missed out on them yesterday. If you go to SeizeTheDeal.com, you can get $30 to Yozakura Sushi for just 15 bucks. And, and let me tell you, the prices are pretty reasonable there. Uh, you know how some, some sushi places can be expensive, unnecessarily expensive. But at Yozakura, the prices are good, and it's the quality of the the sushi, and that's just one aspect of what they have there. They have, of course, 
uh, that that secret menu, as William was telling us yesterday, where he can make anything, any Japanese food that you want him to. But the sushi itself, I was, you know, I took some of it home last night because I couldn't finish it all. And even with Jack Spillane helping me, I couldn't finish all the food they put out. And so I brought, brought some home and had it for dinner later on. And as I'm kind of looking at the sushi rolls, I'm looking at all the ingredients and everything was like fresh vegetables, like fresh chopped vegetables. I've never seen vegetables in a sushi roll that looked as, as, as good as these did. And, and everything was, was delicious. So why not treat yourself to some of that and get yourself that Seize the Deal uh, before they're gone? And again, you can go to SeizeTheDeal.com and that will allow you to get it. But being out there and, and, ha- and, and it was great, by the way, meeting John from Fairhaven who calls up the show quite frequently. And uh, it was great seeing everybody that drove by and honked and waved as they went by us on Brock Avenue. But when you're also out there you know, the conversation a little bit different because you're talking about things that matter to the people that sometimes you have conversations, side conversations with the people that are in the restaurant because they're hearing what you're talking about. And also maybe during a commercial break, they'll talk to you about it and they can offer some different perspectives. Because not everybody is a talk radio caller. So I want folks out there to feel like, even if you are not a talk radio caller, and I use, you know, radio air quotes when I say that, to feel like this is a place where you can call in. Don't, don't be nervous. Uh, I, I know some people get a little bit choked up when they try to talk on the radio. When I was younger and I used to call in to, to my favorite radio shows uh, to try to win contests or request songs or anything, I always kind of got a little bit tense when I called because I'd be thinking about, oh my gosh, this is going out on the air. I wish I had known back then that, you know, there's, there's a delay. (laughs) And if I said anything that I shouldn't, they're going to press that button that will dump me out. And, you know, they can, they can protect me in that regard. I wish I had known all that. It would have calmed some of my fears, but it, you know, I understand that it can be intimidating, but I don't want people to feel that way. I want to hear different voices. I love all the regular callers that we have, even if I don't agree with you, even if I argue with you, but I want to hear folks who have never called in before. I want to hear folks who uh, want to express an opinion, but have nowhere that they feel that they can do it. This is the place where you can do that. It's just you and I talking. Don't worry about the other people that are listening into our conversation. It's just you and I talking. And uh, I hope that as we start talking about some of these issues that will be major issues going forward, of course, no matter what you think of the rent stabilization ballot question, housing will be an ongoing issue. No matter what you think of the train and how much people will utilize it, it's going to be a discussion point for the remainder of the year and, and early into next year as people start utilizing it. I think, you know, nobody's really talking about it now. But as we get closer to this year's election, there'll be more conversation about the four-year mayoral term depending on who it is that's going to be running. 
And uh, the reason why I asked Jack Spillane yesterday if he thought that there would be people from the council who may throw their hat in this year for mayor. And he mentioned that he believes Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Brian Gomes might be two of those potential candidates. And it's interesting that those are two of the people who are behind this proposal to make the mayoral term go back to two years. Just a few years after it was approved by the people to become a four-year term. So I find that interesting that they're, you know, if, if they are going to be candidates, they want to be candidates for a, a position that they believe should have less power. Because that's the reason why they're citing going back to this is they say that there's a, there's a power imbalance with a, with a four-year mayor that that gives you a strong mayoral government. So that's going to be a conversation that I think will heat up when we know who's going to run. And whether or not John Mitchell will run again. I, I believe Jack said on air, and if, I'm, if he said it off air, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for discussing an off-air conversation, but I believe he said that he thought that Mayor Mitchell would not run again. Or, or may not. I think that there's a strong possibility that he may not. That he's... I, I, I look at it in one position and I say he wants to see through some of the projects that have begun now. He wants to see them through to the finish. And one more term would probably allow him to do that. But I also can see the other side of it where he might just be getting tired of the job. He might just be wanting a new challenge because he's been doing it for so long. The other part of it is I wonder if he'd want to not run in the face of these challenges from the city council. In, in one way, you can look at it and say, eh, enough is enough. I'm not dealing with these people anymore. And the easiest way to not deal with them anymore is to just say, I'm not going to run again. But I also think he's got the, the pride and the ego, not, not in a negative way, though. You know, just um, the, the self-confidence to say, yeah, I'm not going to let them make it appear like they're bullying me out either. So that'll be a topic that will heat up for sure. And of course, as I've mentioned, the CPA will be something that will carry forward throughout the course of the rest of the year. We'll be having a lot more conversations about the Community Preservation Act, what it does, how much it costs people. Because listen, I understand. I, I understand that people want some tax relief, that they're looking at their tax bill saying, I, I, I don't know what to do here. And if you think that that's the, if you think what you're paying is a lot now, wait till next year when, as Council President Morad said, your your sewer and water rates are going to go up. So I I'm not belittling the need to have some savings there on your tax bill. I just don't think that the CPA is the place to make that cut when you get so much benefit from that program. There's got to be other ways where they can save you that average of less than $10 a month. 
so th these are the things that I think will be big issues going forward. And that's why we're going to continue discussing them. And we'll break them all down individually as we get closer to November so that you understand. Uh, and again, not that you need it broken down for you, but there's nuances to things uh, that you might not be aware of. So that we'll focus on being able to educate people on those little nuances. Uh, I also want to talk about today the ending of the DATCO service. It is ending in mid-April. No more bus from Boston, from New Bedford to Boston. And that's, an, uh, that's something that I think will impact people. It's probably not a huge portion of people. But it'll impact the people that have long been utilizing that service. When I, you know, was working at Mill Pond Diner in Wareham, we were a, a bus station. And we had the Datco bus as one of the buses that came through. So we had a side parking lot where people could park their cars and they could commute to Boston every day on that bus. And there was a time when my wife was working in the Boston area. And this is, you know, pre, pre the birth of my son. And so she would be working up there and we would have tickets to go to something in Boston. And I would say, well, I'll just meet you up there. There's, there's no reason for me to drive and for us to have to park two cars. So I would take the bus to South Station and she would pick me up there and we would go to the garden or you know, one of the theaters, wherever we were going, Fenway, whatever it might be. And so I took that bus quite a few times and it was, it was a comfortable ride and it was a nice way to get into the city without having to do the driving. And I think that was an advantage for a lot of people. Again, the same, same reason I'm talking about the train being something certain people will want to utilize because it gives you a chance to get to Boston without having to be the hands-on driver. So you can take a nap, you can do some work, you can just chill out and relax, watch something on your phone, listen to music, whatever it might be, while you have to make that commute every day. And I think that there were people who took that DACO bus for that very reason. Of course, there's also people who don't have a car, can't drive, don't have an alternate way to make it into Boston or even to the train station. And I think that those people are going to suffer a little bit, but... Will this help the train? I don't know how many people were on that DATCO bus every day. I don't know the comparison. I know it was cheaper to take the train from Middleborough to Boston than it was to take the bus from Wareham to Boston. But maybe by a few dollars, but if you're doing it over the course of a month, 20 times for every workday that can become a significant savings. Are you somebody who takes the bus? Now, if you are somebody who takes it to go into work in Boston, you're probably already at work. And you might be listening, but you might not be able to call in. You can use the app chat at WBSM uh, on the WBSM app, rather, to be able to message me and let me know. But you can also, if you can, call 508 996 we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more with you in just a few moments. Um. It's no secret. 
The new version of The Fly from U2's Songs of Surrender. One of my favorite songs from one of my favorite albums. From actually, my favorite album of all time, Octung Baby. But the the people who are out there who are, um, you know, the, uh, the fellow U2 fans and those of us who get mocked for it, they've been asking me what I think of that album. And I've been listening to it, you know, for... It came out on Friday and I've been listening to it here and there a little bit. And had it, you know, playing like while I'm in the shower or while I'm cooking or what have you, uh, putting it on while I'm in the car. And a lot of it strikes me as just unnecessary. It strikes me as they were just kind of messing around during the pandemic or during lockdown and said, yeah, let's put this stuff out. And that will satisfy people until we come out with a, a new album. I don't think that it was hugely needed. So... You can check it out. It's cool. It's cool to have. But like I was at the record store yesterday, well, Newbrick Comics, and I was looking through the records and it's 60 bucks for the album. And I said, well, I'll just keep listening to it digitally. And those days are, you know, I used to go out and get the the hard copy U2 album as soon as it was, as soon as it was available. I remember when uh, All That You Can't Leave Behind came out, I went to the Walmart in Wareham to get it. And I arrived, like, as they opened in the morning. It was like 7 a.m. And they hadn't even put it out on the shelf yet. I waited until they opened the case. They actually went back and got the box and opened it up and started putting it on the shelf just because I was there waiting for it. And those days were kind of gone. Now I just stream it. But the um, the $60 price tag definitely kept me from wanting to get the... And, and these are special editions, so I'm sure... I could find it cheaper, and uh, but I, I just don't see a lot of it as being necessary. And the one thing I will say is a lot of the songs that I've heard, Bono's voice sounds a lot better than I thought that it has sound, sounded in recent years. So maybe having a few years off from, from touring has, has helped, you know, re-strengthen his voice. But I don't know, I'm still going to try and get out to Vegas for the residency out there anyway that's probably you know appealing to a very small portion of you because the youtube fandom <laughs> is uh is a lot less these days because of some of the music they put out in recent years but some of it has been great some of it has been not so great uh i'm more of a fan of you know the the 90s version of youtube true youtube fans have their favorite 
era. And that's my favorite era. But uh, again, 508-996-0500 if you want to get into some of these points that we've been discussing. And, and going back to that DATCO issue, this is something that if, if it was happening somewhere else, I think it would be much more of an uproar. I don't know how much, you know, from the suburbs maybe, if they were getting rid of, say, the, the Wareham to Boston bus or the, uh, the Bourne to Boston bus, if you ever go to... At the base of the Bourne Bridge on the Cape side is a convenience store. I believe it's called Cape Way Convenience. They have a, a bus stop there, and they have a large parking lot because they have a lot of folks. I believe that's the only place you can get the bus to Boston from the Cape. So people come from all over the Cape to take that bus, and that bus is almost always full. I've been there in the morning when the bus picks people up. And it's, it's pretty full most days. I don't know how many people are actually taking the bus from New Bedford to Boston. And, you know, DACO will give us numbers. But not that I question the accuracy of those numbers. I just wonder if, you know, how many of those people are every day dependent on it. So, again, it's going to end in mid-April if you are somebody who utilizes that service and is just hearing about this. The Boston, the New Bedford to Boston bus service will end permanently in mid-April, April 16th. And it's something that DATCO has been looking at for a couple of months. If you... Go to WBSM.com. You can find Kate's article about it. And you can find more information about what's going to happen with people who bought tickets via the 10 ride passes, the monthly passes, because there are those who, you know, it, it saves you money. If you're going to be using it every day, it makes sense to buy those. I remember when, you know, I was working at the diner and we were a bus stop, I would recommend to people if they were a regular rider, say, hey, you should buy one of these booklets. And you had people who would be reluctant to do it because they always said, well, there, there, there might be a day that I just want to drive myself. Yeah, but you've got time to utilize these. It's not like they're going to they're not going to expire before you'll get to use them. At least get the 10-pass booklet and save yourself a few bucks. I, I, as much as I love having an easy ride into a place and not have to worry about driving and maneuvering through traffic, I also get anxious if I don't have my own vehicle somewhere. I get anxious if I'm, you know, if I'm in Boston and something happens, I don't have a way to, to get home. So if there's an emergency at home, if there's something that happens in the city and I want to get out of the city, I feel stuck. So that's why for the most part, I will drive to places if I can. But if I can also, you know, have like if I go to Fenway Park, I have no qualms about parking in Braintree and taking the train in from there. That's usually how I do because it's impossible to find a place to park. And if you do find a place to park, it's expensive. 
So I have no issue with giving up my my uh, my my feeling of security of having my vehicle nearby. And and I'm sure that's something that is just a, a me thing. It's probably not something that a lot of people go through themselves. But having a short distance between where I am and my vehicle, you know, Fenway Park to the Braintree T-Station is not that far as the crow flies. But it it saves you that trouble of, of trying to find the parking space. That I don't get so anxious about. But like when I go to the garden, I, I, will, I will pay to park. I would rather know that my vehicle is right underneath me. And I try to get there early enough to be able to get into the North Station garage. Because I like knowing that my vehicle is right there. And some of that is probably my anxiety of the time that I got locked into the garage. I also, I, I equate that with being different than going to Fenway Park because it is easier. There are more parking options. You do drive right in. So I can, I can let go of a bit of that anxiety by having the vehicle right there. But maybe, maybe you're not like me. Maybe you don't care about that and you just want to have the easiest route there. Sometimes if I'm going to take a day, you know, maybe there's a Saturday where I'm just going to go goof around and explore and do some different things, you know, then I can, then I can go and not feel that level of anxiety of not having my vehicle there. But for some reason, you know, if I'm, if I'm at a, say a nighttime event at the garden, a Celtics game, wrestling, a concert, I need to have it right there. I'm probably walking you through some of my neuroses. Like this is a therapy session. But if you want to find out more about exactly what's going on with the ending of that DATCO service, check out Kate's article at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. You can call in 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. We'll be right back. Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, say I have an article up there for you to check out on the website and on the app. Uh, if you want to find out a little bit more about what the sign was all about on the highway. I was So I was on Facebook yesterday and scrolling through and I found a, a photo from one of my Facebook friends. It's from the... Route 195, outside of Providence, there was a sign up that, if you are familiar with St. Joseph's Day, which I am not, you know, I, I don't know all of the different religious holidays, and I guess this is, you know, kind of a, it, it's it's not necessarily a religious holiday per se. There aren't religious observations tied into 
St. Joseph's Day or the Feast of St. Joseph, according to the things that I've read. It's more of a day of, of observation and recognition of Joseph, the husband of Mary and the legal father of Jesus. So this is a day where people celebrate him, but it, there's no, you know, there's no ritual involved in it. No, um, no ceremony, no, no um, dogmatic observation. So it's just a day that people pay homage to him. And one of the, one of the foods that is traditionally eaten on that day because it's a, it's a pretty big holiday with Italian folks, a pretty big day of observation with Italian folks. The, the Zeppoli, the Zeppoli, 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 however you pronounce it. That is the little fried, fried dough with different fillings and toppings. Uh, it's kind of like a donut, kind of like a, it's a hybrid of a donut and a fried dough. It's like a malasada that somebody stuffs some stuff into and, and then puts some stuff on top of. This is something that um, people go crazy for anyway. But apparently it's a big deal on St. Joseph's Day. And so the, uh, the, the Rhode Island Department of Transportation put a sign up, you know, those blinking signs, those, those, those message board signs where they warn you about different traffic things. It actually said, you know, don't, there's plenty of Zapoli left. Slow down. <laughs> because people are rushing to Rhode Island on St. Joseph Day to get their hands on those. So uh, my friend Erica took a photo of that, and we were able to, to write a little story about it, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So check it out at WBSM.com and on the app, and, and share it with the Zeppoli or Zeppoli lover in your life and, and see, see if they don't uh, laugh at it as well. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you? Hope you have a good trip. Did you say, hope I have a good trip? Yeah, if you go to the Red Sox game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, going, it'll be a I'm while. In my trip. I think you're going to have a good team. And uh, I'd like to see a game or two. But I do it a little differently than you do. But it all comes up the same. I, I don't, uh, I don't uh, worry. I don't like what mine does, the whole thing. It's a trip. Trip to me means an adventure. So Sure. <laughs> yeah. So my brother usually gets tickets, you know, a couple times during the summer. And last year he brought me, you know, he bought me a ticket. And so I went with him and and uh, and my niece and his girlfriend, and we all went together. And we, we you know, he parks at the Prudential Building, and he took one of those, <laughs> he took one of those bicycles where they they put you in the little cart in the back and they they race you over. And it was it was one of the most intense rides I've ever had, turning those corners with uh, with with four people shoved in the back there. But um, oh. that was that was a you know parking between parking at the Peru and taking that ride. It cost as much as it would have if he parked right outside of Fenway. Yeah, see, that, that's the first thing I eliminate is the expenses because I, I get the game in, and uh, depending on how I'm feeling, I might take a hotel room and check out Boston. Uh, you know, I'll go over see the Constitution and stuff. So the Red Sox game is just part of a, um, a series of things I do. Other times, you know, I go to the game and then I grab the Peter Pan bus to Hyannis. And I bop around there and take the train back to Boston mm -hmm. the next morning. And uh, then I got an option. I'll take the, the train to uh, Middleborough or I'll grab the bus uh, straight shot uh, 24 back to town. But it, it, anyway, it's always uh, options, options, options. That's that's where I get suffocated. If I don't have options, then I feel trapped. And then I don't go. It's, well, so, I mean, so I don't even buy tickets. I, I get in. If they let me in the Fenway, I go in the Fenway and I walk around and I see the game pretty close up wherever I want to see it at. 
Sooner, so, okay, sooner rather than later. Call. I was going to say sooner rather than later, you'll be able to take the train right from Taunton. Yeah, eventually, I guess it'll go through time. But I don't worry about stuff like that because I've been hearing that train story for 40 years. And I've seen how I manage somehow. Because Actually, I have better time because sometimes I go to IS and I, you know, I got one credit card, you know, I did. I got about a grand or fifteen hundred. It's my reserve card. I carry one credit card. That's it. And I got my ATM money. I'm good. And I and that's it. When that money blows out, I blow out. And very simple. And but I always have a good time because I, I bring multiple phones. I have other phones besides the one I'm speaking on. And that that's where I do my videos on the other two phones. Very good pixels and stuff like that. So I, I pretty much, if I drop down and get hit by a train or a bus or whatever. <laughs> They got my whole itinerary there because I have videos about everything. Because, and then I clip it, you know, and I make these nice little uh, uh, send-outs to my family. Uh, but the thing, and they say, I tell you, went to the Red Sox game because it's a lot of other stuff involved. Yeah. But that's the whole point of it. I'm making an adventure. Of course, I'm older. I've, so, I've, so, I've yes. done all the rookie mistakes on, on traveling to a Red Sox game and looking at my watch and this and that and all the parking prices and I figure it this way. The parking prices and the hassle and everything else, that's where the hotel room comes in. Or yeah. like a, a bop down the Hyannis, and if things are rough and we're having a bad time, I'll go and I'll stay at the veteran shelter for the evening. No, I, I'm not exactly first class. No, like in Wareham. I well, got my friend drop me off in Wareham. I'll take the dinner train, have a nice dinner, and then I'll start my trek over the bridge. And, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a fun ride, too. I got to hold you there just because I'm up against All the last right. break, but it sounds like you've got good plans there. All right. Thank you for the call. And um, I do have to take my final break. Callers, hang on. We'll get to you when we come back. We'll be back in a few moments. All right. We are out of time for this hour, but callers, hang on. We will get to you when we start the next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.